Curtain Jerks is brought to you by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android... Whoa! <coughs> Lightning! <coughs> Smoke! <coughs> yeah! Mm-hmm. Love to read! Yeah! Uh-huh. Macho Good man, times! Ra- Macho Man Randy Savage, what are you doing here? Yeah, love to read. Talking about reading. Yeah, got a book right here. Uh-huh. Hey, wait a minute. You know, with audible.com backslash audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network. There's a lot of slashes in there. I don't know if any of those are accurate. Really? Let me try that again. Uh, you know, at audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network, you can read things with your ears on your iPhone, your Android, your Kindle, or your MP3 player. What do you mean? I don't have to pick up a book no more. Yeah, you had the most muscular pinky I'd ever seen when you that, picked up that book. That's right. The the uh, See, the problem is that I have with books is they're my enemy. Yeah, because I always get paper cuts. That's why I always got tape on my fingers. Uh-huh. Macho Man Randy Savage. Macho Man Randy Savage. You don't have to cut your fingers anymore on books. You can listen to these books. No more paper cuts? No more paper cuts. The beauty of Audible is I got no more paper cuts, so I can read even more with my ears. That sounds like a hell of a slogan. The beauty of Audible is no more paper cuts. No more paper cuts for the Macho Man, uh-huh. Huh, no. So you're telling me that I gotta pay for no more paper cuts? See, that's the beauty part, Macho Man Randy Savage. With this, you get a free audiobook once you use the uh, Curtain Jerks promo code. Free audiobook? Aha, uh-huh, yeah, I dig it. Mm-hmm. That's free, and then you're also gonna be free of paper cuts. Free of paper cuts, free of free downloads, free everything. Aha, uh-huh, the show is free. I like it. Aha. Uh-huh. You know what, Macho Man Randy Savage? You're welcome. Let's go to the circus. Let's do it. Listening to Curtain Jerks right here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I am Scott Narver, and this week there is no Steve Sears. There is no special guest Phil Ranta, but what there is is what we promised a week ago, and we have it now. Please welcome back to the podcast, D Town's own <laughs> Mark Orzeka. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here, Scott. It's great to just be able to get into the building. It's a great pleasure. I mean, to be I don't take that for granted anymore. <laughs> Last week, if you heard, uh, it was it was a big snafu. With uh, we we didn't have keys to get in. No, we didn't have keys, and Phil was at work, our producer, and uh, we could we couldn't get into the building. We couldn't get in the comedy podcast headquarters building. We were stuck outside. Can I tell a quick story of what I did while we were stuck yes, outside? Yes, please do. So we were stuck outside for for a while, but mm-hmm. and I was acting. I was like acting to Scott that I was like pretty upset that we were stuck. I, you know, I was like, this is inconvenient. You know, I was like seeming like I w- I was upset about it, but deep down I was not upset at all because secretly I really wanted to go to the comic book shop because <laughs> I haven't been to the comic book shop in a while, and there's one right by here, and so in the back of my mind I thought. You know, I was like, oh, it's a bummer. We can't get in. But really, I thought, this is fantastic. I can go to the comic book shop. (laughs) So while Scott was trying to figure out how we might get in, I went to the comic book shop. And uh, this was like a weekday afternoon last week. Mm -hmm. And it was was like 1 o'clock or something on a weekday afternoon. On a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. Wednesday. 
And I thought this can be great. I should say first, I am new to comic books. I only started reading comic books for the first time in my life six months ago. Six months ago. Never read a comic book ever. Six months ago, I was like, let me give this a shot. Because I heard about the DC new number ones that they reset all their comics at number one. Right. So I thought that might be a good entry point for me. So I started reading comic books. And I love comic books. I'm reading everything now. Everything? Yeah. Archie? Well, I, not, I haven't yet gotten into Archie. Donald Duck? Donald Duck is a little below my age range, I think. Is it? Is it? I don't know. No it, good question, it, it is seems, it? It seems like it's fun for everybody, Mark. <laughs> so I go. So I think comic book shop, middle of weekday afternoon, I'll be the only one there. This will be fantastic. It's a tiny little shop in a strip mall. I'll have the whole place to myself. Mm-hmm. I'll get to talk to the dudes that run the place, learn more about comic books. I've never heard anyone be excited for that part. <laughs> well, that's a whole different part about comic culture that I didn't realize. They judge you. Well, there's a whole thing in the comic book shop of the guy who runs, you know, the people who work at the comic book shop. It's more than just like you know, a customer employee relationship. Yeah. Seriously, you have to have like, you kind of have to talk to them. You're supposed to kind of have a rapport with them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a whole thing that I've not, like it doesn't happen at Target. Like it's a whole different thing no. that happens in most of your. nobody's judging you for the towels you're going to buy. Like you're getting those <laughs> towels. Rich. They don't make towels like that in 89 anymore. They're just happy you're, they're, you're buying towels from Target. Yeah. When you go to a comic book shop, they're, that's like what if you buy their product is like secondary to their opinions. They're they're basically running a comic book shop so they can share their opinions on comic books with people in the store. I've always hoped that there would be the equivalent of a comic book shop, uh, that there would be a wrestling shop. Yeah. That yeah. There would just be t- like all wrestling stuff, just gear, DVDs, tapes, like just encompassing everything. So it could be that kind of feel. But for wrestling fans, I would love that would be so awesome. Let's open that place. A wrestling store. Curtain Jerks wrestling. Curtain store. Jerk. All right. We'll open it. So, so anyways, I go to the comic book shop. I'll grab this up because we should actually talk about wrestling things on our wrestling. Mark, this is a wrestling on podcast. A wrestling podcast. <laughs> We're but, talking about comic books today. But everybody. I go in the middle of the afternoon. I expect it to be empty. There are I counted 14 dudes in this tiny comic book shop and it's, 14 wedding rings. I would imagine, too. <laughs> it's jam packed. In the middle of a weekday afternoon with all dudes between the ages of 30 and 50 looking at comic books. <laughs> and uh, I, I mean, I guess I thought this is L.A. Here we are, like a bunch of dudes like me who have nothing better to do. We don't have real jobs. <laughs> we don't have real lives. We just work in the entertainment industry and go look at comic books during the day. Hey, that's a good life. That's a fantastic life. Are yeah. you kidding? Can I be referred to as one of the founders of the Curtain Jerks podcast? Yeah. You know how, you know how Jeff Jarrett is called the founder of TNA? Well, they don't mention him anymore. Well, I remember when they used to, they always said <laughs> he's the founder of TNA as if that were supposed to have some meaning that we couldn't understand. Right. Some Like, you never knew what that meant. Does that mean he has some power in the booking of the matches? Does he have some, some, some extra... Like I uh, think responsibilities, he, you never knew they would just say he's the founder of. TNA. I assumed he was the first one that giggled at the name TNA, <laughs> so then he got credit for being the founder. When you came up with curtain jerks, I was the first one that giggled. That's true. Come that on, true. I, you you pitched the name curtain jerks. I if did. I remember correctly. I I did. Yeah, we were sitting outside at a little restaurant on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, and I immediately yes anded you. You did, and yeah. Steve was sleeping. 
<laughs> and that's Phil true. was just saying, Rocket. <laughs> that's all Phil says. Okay, we should talk about wrestling. Huh? Well, yes, this is a wrestling podcast. Oh, Mark, before we, we even start that, I have to know what year. 1989, mm. 2002, or 2004? I just have to pick a random year? Uh, the, of the ones I've given you. 1989. Okay. That'll come up a little bit later in the show. Okay. So, there's been so much that's been happening in wrestling, Mark. There's been so many things. You've got WrestleMania to start. Yeah. WrestleMania is here. WrestleMania 29 is, what, 10 days away? Yes. Is that right? I don't know. If Something-ish, yeah. It's it's close. Yeah. You alluded to, previous to us recording, you're not excited about the buildup. I think the uh, I think the card is really good. Okay. I think the card is pretty good. Okay. I think the build has been terrible. Terrible. The build sucks. Sucks. Yeah. Why? <laughs> what? What? Like what? Uh, You're so probing right now. So intense. I'm, I'm curious because all right. Uh, <laughs> it you was, think the build has been good? I well, there's a couple that I'll go no. Wade Barrett versus The Miz that's just been announced. I don't care. No. That is the that is the official bathroom break Even- of WrestleMania. <laughs> I'm glad to know that there is one and it's there. AJ and Kaylin might happen now. That's that's a scheduled match. That's fine. I don't need build for that. Yeah. She's gonna skip. She's gonna skip on the grandest stage of them all. That's right. good. Uh Taker and Punk? Yeah. You don't like it. I you know, I went to the build to Taker and yeah. Punk? Horrible. Horrible. You don't like that Undertaker came out on Raw and then let everybody know, hey, remember, you got to challenge me, and then the Titan Tron lights up. This is the worst build to Undertaker WrestleMania match in like seven years. It's, it's every, the Batista build was better. The Edge build was better. The Mark two Henry. Michaels matches were better. The two uh, Triple H matches were way better. Mark Henry. Uh, <laughs> Mark Henry build was probably worse. Okay, so that's the, the giant point. Gonzalez build was better. No, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, no, this has been. I think it's been a debacle. I think it's been horrible, horrible. Yeah, Paul, I mean, first they they didn't kill Paul Bearer, Mark. He just died on his own court. <laughs> hey, lucky he wasn't around to see this storyline. It no. might have killed him. Jeez. Um, but to, you know, first they, I thought it was weird when they when they uh, when they began this storyline. I thought it was weird that they introduced it by saying on that one Raw, you know, Undertaker's coming back, and um, there's going to be a four way match to determine who wrestles him. Okay. It was like his streak had become a title, mm-hmm. and um, every other match that they've built in the last you know six seven ish years for the Undertaker's match at WrestleMania with his streak have all been like personal issue matches. And I didn't love that, like, four-way to just challenge him as if it's a championship. And Vince McMahon didn't love it either because, according to Dave Meltzer, Wrestling Observer, that was the straw that kind of broke the camel's back and caused Vince to fire the that head of creative that's been there the last right. year. Eric uh, Pankowski, I think his name was. Okay. So, um... So so Vince McMahon agrees guy. with me, Narver. The Polish guy. The Polish guy. Yeah, yes. we talked about him a, a long while back. The Polish guy. I mean, I'm just on. But all I'm saying is, I see it the same way as the greatest wrestling promoter of all time. I mean, if you see it differently, okay. I I think you mean the greatest sports entertainment promoter of all time. <laughs> yes, you're right. Actually, that is what I mean. You don't like that? It's not just a guy that comes out every year and goes like, "Oh, I get to challenge him because I said so." I like that there are other people that said, no, 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 I want to challenge him. That it was more than one guy that just says, 
oh, I'll do it. I'll be the guy. I think there should have been a guy like Yoshitatsu or Zack Ryder that also jumps out there and like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll challenge him. I'll do it. <laughs> Just anybody's like the Usos are like, shit, we'll try. Yeah, we'll, we'll give it a go. <laughs> Why not? It's like, well, you have to win a match first. <laughs> oh, damn it. The Usos and the Colognes uh, have a tag team <laughs> match to decide who's going to face the Undertaker. Yeah, I didn't like that build. And then, look, I think they were all the stuff with the urn and this is the power of the urn and Paul bearers in the ashes are in the urn and uh, CM Punk has it and Undertaker wants it. So I you don't want buy it on any- a pole. Terrible. You say, you say put this urn on a pole and then you're sold. Yes. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Cause that's what Vince Russo would do. And I agree with the greatest writer of all time in wrestling. Yeah. Vince Russo. You, <laughs> and you know, you got to come into the, um, Look, I think you gotta Whoa, build the. Right I think you gotta build the opponent strong too. Like Punk is the strongest heel they got, and he's great on the mic, and he's kind of Teflon. Like he's kind of like got Ric Flair back in the day. Like you could beat him, and he'll bounce back quickly. Mm-hmm. But he lost a title match to The Rock at Rumble. He right. lost the rematch to The Rock. He lost to Cena on free TV a few weeks ago. He lost to freaking Kane like three weeks ago or two weeks ago on Raw. He's had these string of losses in high-profile matches. That's not the way to take this guy into, is he going to be the guy to finally beat the streak? John Cena did a Hurricane Rana. <laughs> Nobody that can is, withstand that. That is the most unexpected offense that could ever happen from that guy. Jorts were wrapped around his ears. Yes. And then threw him to the side. How, how are you supposed to? You can't. You can't be aware of that. That's like a deer darting out in the road when you're driving. You don't know what to do. How many teenage girls are there all over the country who dream about those jorts being wrapped around their ears <laughs> like that? Many. I'm, Screaming teenage girls wish they could be hurricane rotted by John Cena. I think they do. And CM Punk was the lucky guy who, <laughs> who, who got to have it happen. He, yeah, he's a lucky guy. That's why he can take on Undertaker and take him down. Well, I, I know of one guy who would debate about your saying that the builds to WrestleMania are no good. He's mm-hmm. our general manager. Oh, Jack Swagger? Jack Swagger, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you want me to get him in here? I don't know if you guys want to face off. I, he's probably going to be offended by what I have to say because I think his whole the build his whole match sucks. I see him in the lobby. He's, he's looking real pouty like he does in those videos with Zeb. Yeah, is he drunk or high? I don't know. He's Did he just, drive here wasted? I, well, I don't want to ask about those things. <laughs> He's just out there lisping. Oh, don't bring up the lisp. Well, I mean. It makes him feel bad. It does. It does. Well, I'll, I'll just motion him in here. All right. What's up, Scrotums? Oh, hey, what's up, Swagger? So, WrestleMania is no good for you, huh? Where's Zeka? Well, I think the build to your match kind of sucks, man. You think you think the yeah. build to my match sucks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. You think Dark Swagger? Versus Alberto Del Rio for the World Heavyweight Championship is no good. Well, I hate to tell you, buddy, but I think the way that it's been built, more people want to see uh, Alberto Del Rio versus uh, Zeb Coulter than than against you. They want to see Yosemite Sam Foley? <laughs> if that's what you want to call him, yeah. It's Mick Foley. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be real with it. Mick Foley's playing duo characters. Oh, I think it's... I uh, Actually, I thought that was Dutch Mantel. Dutch Mantel? Yeah. No, I, I mean... They, look, I'm I'm not supposed to say that name. Yeah, Dutch Mantel. Mm-hmm. They that's why they renamed him Zeb Coulter. Uh huh. Because they said there was a big problem with me saying Dutch Mantel on television. Say what was the problem with saying what? Dutch Mantel. Uh huh. Uh huh. They had they said there was an issue. 
Mm-hmm. I couldn't understand what the problem was. Can I ask you a question? I know you're the GM, but can I ask you a question? You can ask me a question. So when you... WWE came to you and they said, we don't really want you to do promos anymore. We want to hire a guy, uh, Dutch Mantel, to do all the promos for you. Were you surprised or were there any specific reasons that you thought they made that decision? Specifically, I was shocked. <laughs> I was shocked. Uh-huh. I didn't understand why. I said, Vince? <laughs> Vince? I don't see what the big deal is. Yeah. And then I said, Stephanie, yeah. what's going on here? And then I said, we're sane in all this. <laughs> and then Triple H, he was no help either. <laughs> CM Punk, not helpful. Yeah. Undertaker, good guy. Oh, really? No problems there. Oh, okay. But no, some people don't want to hear me talk on television. They yeah. said, just stand there and look brooding. Yeah. Look brooding. You look tough. And I take out uh, Ricardo Rodriguez's ankle. Uh-huh. Did you see that? He screams all the time. Yeah, why do you keep picking on that dude? Because he's a manservant. Uh-huh. It's a weird relationship they have. I want to talk about it on television. They won't let me. He's a manservant. Well, it they... seems like you're Zeb Coulter's manservant. He doesn't dress me up in a tuxedo. <laughs> he says I get to wear whatever. He says I get to wear a singlet. Yeah. Which is casual. Uh-huh. But Alberto LaRue, that's a weird relationship. Dressing a man up in a tuxedo and saying he's your quote-unquote friend. Mm-hmm. I don't buy it. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I'm just not on board with the uh, the whole racial factor of this. Uh, this oh, theory. you're against uh, racials. No, I mean, I'm against racists and racism. That's racist, Mark. Yeah. To be against racists. But I just don't think that's what we watch professional wrestling for, is to see these real-world political issues and race issues on the show. I think we watch wrestling to escape all of that. I believe I read your Facebook status update today, yeah. Mark. <laughs> yeah. And it was about Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, I did, yeah. You, mm-hmm. What did you write? Well, I wrote that on my Facebook status update today, I wrote that when I was a kid, there was a guy in my neighborhood who would jog around the block, and he looked like Sergeant Slaughter, and I thought I thought maybe he was Sergeant Slaughter. Sergeant Slaughter? Yeah. He was an Iraqi sympathizer. What? That's racist. Well, what? <laughs> That's racist. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, that, that angle didn't work either. What are you talking about? That angle was a huge disaster. WrestleMania main event. This is what I'm going to be. I, I haven't heard word yet, but I'm pretty sure we're going to be the last match. No, yeah. The one other time in WWF at the time, they tried to do a political angle about the war in Iraq, and they turned Sergeant Slaughter into an Iraqi sympathizer, and they were going to have Hulk Hogan, the real American, face him. It was supposed to be held at the Bill LA Clinton Mem- was there at that show. It was supposed to be Bill held Clinton was there at the LA Memorial Coliseum with a hundred thousand people, and it was actually held in a like a fifteen thousand seat. Stadium because more no intimate one, setting. Well, no one knows because no one wanted to buy tickets to see that. Well, it's a more intimate setting, is what I've heard. Mm-hmm. I talked to Vince about it and said, "Look, well, yeah, we could have we could have broken all records of all time, but why not just have a really intimate setting where you get to see Sergeant Slaughter and Hulk Hogan go at it?" You know, you never say anything about about Zeb Coulter says all these things about illegal immigrants and undocumented workers, but you kind of just stand there. What are what do you agree with him or what? I'm thinking about the groceries I need to buy. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what you're thinking about. I gotta get Crisco. Mm-hmm. I've gotta get uh egg beaters. Yeah. I've gotta get uh Tic Cats. Uh-huh. You know, just stuff like that. Just you know, pick up some stuff. It's yeah, not a very I, healthy diet for somebody in the shape that you're in. What are you talking about? Well, you seem like you're in pretty great shape. You eat I, a lot of Kit Kats and Crisco? I do. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, it's it's just it's how it's how you prepare it. Oh, okay. It's raw. Oh, you're on the raw, the caveman. I'm diet. on the caveman diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. So you don't like the build up for my match? 
No, I've been pretty clear about that. Oh, it's, well, it sucks. Oh, it sucks, huh? Yeah, I don't want to see this match. I'm we, not interested in it at all. Well, you're going to be blown away because I'm going to win the World Heavyweight Championship. Well, I, that, I, I would hate if that happened. Well, because I'm a bad guy. You know, you know what? Actually, actually, Swagger, I would have no emotion probably if that happened because I care so little about your match or what happens either way in it. Still a level of care in there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Still a level of care. I got you. Um, Are you buying the pay-per-view? Yeah, I'm buying the Cause of me. It's it's not because Cause of me. Can I can I say to you that you know the price has been raised on WrestleMania this year. It's seventy dollars to order this show in HD, which you know, you're a GM. Can you do something about that? I'm a GM of curtain jerks. I yeah. make this show free, but I gotta make some scratch on the WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Main event in WrestleMania, you're buying it cause of me, Mark. You're buying it cause of me. No, I'm not. There you go. Wow. Goodbye, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was weird that he just silently he just, left. He just leaves. He just gets up and goes. That was weird. Uh, well, he's, he's probably high. He doesn't realize that he just walked out without saying He goodbye. does have red eyes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Mark, and now he's driving away. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody pulled this guy over again. There was a serious injury that happened recently. I don't know if you heard about this. What's that? X-Pac. Yeah, he tore his anus open. He tore his anus mm-hmm, open. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. During a failed Bronco Buster. <laughs> hey, better than it be at a failed Bronco Buster than a successful Bronco Buster. I guess. I hate to be the victim of a successful Bronco Buster that resulted in Xbox's <laughs> anus being torn open on your face. I Well, wait, he's not he's it's all like gooch and nuts in the face. Oh well, kind of. I mean, unless it went really, really badly. I then- guess I guess there was a lot of blood from what I hear. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why would you tell anybody? If you're Xbox, why? I mean, granted, the China sex tape is out there, but why would you then say, yeah, by the way, talk about this? Addicted to fame. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was a picture of him in the hospital right after on TMZ. Right. He's laying <laughs> with his girlfriend or His wife girlfriend or... is Ryan Shamrock. That's Ryan Shamrock? Yeah, that's her. She looks different in that picture, but that's her. Oh, jeez. Who was uh, at one point booked to do an incest angle with her supposed brother, Ken Shamrock. Right. Yeah. Oh, and my... now she dates former porn star and anus bleeder, uh, Sean Waltman. <laughs> well, this I, I thought that this this is clearly what happens to Sin Cara all the time. What, what happened? Every botch that he just must blow his asshole out. <laughs> That's why Rey Mysterio too. He's always injured. Oh yeah, they, they these guys luchadors just must have no assholes. That's true. Anymore. They like, must. Not. They just blow out all the time. Luchadors and and bottoms and gay bottoms, gay bottoms <laughs> have have this thing in common. I worry if this is what happened to Steve this week. <laughs> he told me he was shooting a movie, but I don't know. He might have blown his asshole out. He might have. Yeah. Oh, that's so rough. Yep. But on a good note, mm. the Damien Sandow bathrobe is now for sale. Have you seen this? No, I haven't seen this. It's available on WWEshop.com. The uh, replica of Damien Sandow's blue bathrobe is... His robe is that he comes to the ring with is a bathrobe? Well, I I, I don't know. A robe. They made a bathrobe version of it. Or it's a robe. I guess I shouldn't be saying bathrobe. And then on the back it says, you're welcome. (laughs) But I think you would... Wrestling fans, I think, would only wear this as a bathrobe. I really can't imagine them going out in public wearing this thing. How much does it cost? It's like seventy dollars. <laughs> no joke. It's seventy. It's it's either do you want to get WrestleMania uh-huh. 
or Damien Sandow's robe. Well, you buy wrestling t-shirts all the time, and, and, and you wear them. Would you buy this bathrobe? I would wear this bathrobe to every event if it was purchased for me. Uh-huh. So, you listeners out there, if you want to see me, I'll send pictures all the time for every event that I go to. I will wear this robe. <laughs> You're just trying to get free stuff. Hey, Mark. <laughs> Don't you want free stuff, too? I will wear a replica WCW <laughs> world title about the old NWA Ric Flair one. I'll, I mean, if anyone wants to spend that $750 on that. $750? bucks. there something like that? The really good Ric Flair old school one is like that. Where will you wear this to? To work every day? I'll wear it. I will wear it all over Los Angeles. Will you be like Tim Sylvia, the UFC champion? That he wore it uh, like grocery shopping and stuff. Oh, he did? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll take it like CM Punk. I'll take it all around town. I'll put it in my refrigerator. I'll take cool <laughs> pictures with it. Cool. All right. Well, another thing, Mark, that you've been dying to talk about, because we, we, we've we been talking all throughout uh, the year and stuff, that you are huge. You're saying we're still we're still friends. We still talk to each Why other. Why do you say it that way? Outside of this show, we've continued to talk to each other. You say it as though I'm I'm <laughs> delusional and I'm wrong. <laughs> Even I, though I haven't been on the show in a long time, we we still communicate. We hang out. We go to wrestling things. We, we yes. are, we're buddies. Yes. Yeah. If you see it that way. Mm, damn. Anyways, <sighs> uh-huh. we're gonna look for those Kleenex while you start talking about TNA here. <laughs> what uh, TNA? You you love TNA. You've made that clear. Well, I don't know. Love is a strong word, but the Bound for Glory series since you're they've all had... about it. I, I it started really strong. I, I, okay. Look, they executed it really well. I think, yeah, it started really strong. It petered out a little at the end, but they, it had a, it had a. You could follow it, and it made sense. Okay. Uh, yeah, but but yeah. Bottom line, since TNA had the change in creative team, and they uh, decided to go live most weeks, which was early last summer, mm-hmm. um, I think the show and the product has been a lot better, and I really enjoy it. I agree. Yeah. I really enjoy it. I think they're a, uh, I think they're now a strong, very watchable number two promotion, and there's a lot of people worth following. Bully Ray is one of the best performers in professional wrestling right now. He is terrific, awesome. This dude's turnaround and resurgence at 40 years old or whatever he is of yeah. like completely transformed has gotten you know gotten different shape and better shape he's ever been in before. Up, he was always good at promos. Upped his game as promos. Just up his whole reworked his persona. The way he's reinvented himself, awesome. Yeah, it's a it's it's a great evolving of going with the times. Yeah, although it's hard to buy a guy named Bully Ray being a good guy. Well, like but it was a swerve, dude. No, I know, it was but a like, swerve. like Hulk, you don't trust me. You don't like this. My name's Bully Ray. <laughs> I'm a good guy for your daughter. <laughs> And then Brooke would call him Mark. Oh, yeah, right, because it's supposed to be a shoot brother. Right. <laughs> but they, they, I think he should have been called Mark there for a little while. When Bullyway did the turn at uh, at lockdown, they uh, Brooke tweeted something's totally stupid the next day. She tweeted like, you guys, I'm really hurt. It's not just a storyline. This was personal. Wow. It's just like a thing that makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> So it's like, wait a minute, what? Everything else on the show? Because you're saying the word storyline. Yeah. So it's like, what am I supposed to think? That everything else on the show was a storyline, but this isn't a storyline, and you really were married to him? It doesn't make any damn sense at all. So um, so you, it sounds like you like a lot of people in TNA. What are your feelings on Brooke? 
Well, I think he's a very good contributor to the show. Uh, he? Yeah, I said he. <laughs> um, Brooke has got a square jaw, man. It's a walnut cracker. It really is. It really is. Um, she uh, d- I didn't do much for me either way. I think she's going to turn. I think that... Th- is she going to be a Stephanie McMahon thing? Yeah, I think she's going to turn as well. I think she's also going to turn on Hogan. Will she have a new evil song for herself? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I hope she dyes her hair black and wears like chains and spikes and gets a tattoo. <laughs> Will she be the aces and eight slut? Like the main slut that they pass around to everybody? <laughs> she should turn and be like, when she's mad at Hulk Hogan and be like, you rubbed lotion on my thighs. You for, tweeted you, pictures of my legs. You pervert. <laughs> That's a shoot, brother. Mom was right. <laughs> if they want to shoot, let's shoot. Put that gun back in your mouth, Dad. <laughs> what? You got to give her an adjective for a bad guy name. Um, angry. Angry Brooke Hogan. Yeah, angry Brooke Ooh, Hogan. Man, you are tapping into good Vince Russo stuff right there, Mark. <laughs> Uh, who else? Who else are your, are some of your top uh, people to watch in TNA? Well, Austin Aries is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We got to see Austin Aries a lot out here cause he was working for the, our local, uh, promotion championship wrestling for Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And it was like, we would go to these shows and you know, they're small shows. There's 40, 50 people at, at these indie shows. And just, this guy was phenomenal. Like he was as good as he is on that show in, in this small promotion locally. He gave a hundred percent to everything. He was always great, so I think he's killing it on there. I love, I like Bobby Roode a lot. James Storm has so much potential that they've, you know, squandered, unfortunately. So, you know, it'd be great if they could rebuild him. Austin, you know, the storyline they're doing with AJ Styles, I think is good. I mean, one thing I like about, one thing I think is great about wrestling in general right now is it's going, it's finally going back to a pre-attitude era sensibility of longer term booking and longer term yes. storylines. It is taken and consistent. A, yes. Like, it's taken a long ass time for the business to sort of correct itself. Unruso itself, really. Yeah. Of like doing the hot shot like, well, we'll do it on the night. We'll figure it out on the night and yeah. we'll just we'll do it and whatever. Yep. Or ah, we'll drop that. Yep. Like that's gone away. That's gone away. I think WWE, I feel like with TNA, it was a real choice when this new creative team came in. Mm-hmm. And they clearly are planning out long-term stuff. They booked out this Aces and Eights angle for like a year and a half or something is what I've heard. And the um, the storyline with um, with AJ Styles is like a year-long storyline that they're mm-hmm. doing. Like They're planning out good stuff. I think with WWE, they still hot shot a lot. But I think their hand was forced a little bit in that... Um, because of The Rock and Brock Lesnar, and because those guys can only be there on very limited dates. Yeah. So they had to plan out, you know, they had to know last year at WrestleMania what they were doing with Rock for the next year or two. Yeah. And book for that. And same with Brock Lesnar, and they've got a book for that. And Taker. And Taker. And Taker. They've got a book for that. So I think that, and I think it's paid off. I think we've gotten some really good storylines because of that stuff. The way they built up Punk, you know, they built up Punk in that long title reign mainly for Rock. Yeah. So Rock would have somebody to come back and beat. If that didn't happen, he wouldn't have had that 454-day title reign or whatever it right, was. Right, right, right. Yeah, which, which, was a great, which was a great gimmick that I think worked oh, out well. It was so great. And the fact that fans got pissed. Yeah. Like, 
Like, it was like it was a trip for like me. They've, like they've ruined wrestling. They somehow. were so people were so mad. It it was insane of how mad they got. Did you see that one fat guy? The fat guy on YouTube. That, <laughs> that one fat guy. Well, all right. Let me narrow it down a little bit. He was standing there watching television, holding his belt, his replica belt, oh, yeah. and then which, by the way, if someone sends me, I'll go on television and hold as well. <laughs> and then he gets all pissed off and throws it down on the ground, and yeah. his I'm gonna assume his sister's taping him. <laughs> I'm not going to go girlfriend on this one. There's oh, no- yeah, I saw that. I think I put it sent to you, you guys. I think you probably did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that one. Angry fat man who throws his belt down and he throws a big tantrum about CM Punk. And then goes in, finds his rock Blu-ray, and then tears that in half. Yeah. And throws it on the ground and then, like, slams the door and then comes back and, it's just to promote your fucking movie. <laughs> well, there are, like, CM Punk true believers out there. Yeah. You know, true believers. But but part of what I thought was a trip was, like, because I've been a fan for since, like, 86, since I was a little kid in 86. Okay. So, um... And uh, and have watched a lot of older stuff because I really love old school wrestling. But like part of what I thought was a trip about all that was that new wrestling fans that came in from the Attitude Era and have been in or, or after don't even understand the way title belts, what title belts melt, meant for the previous 100 years of professional wrestling history. It was like every title belt and every title reign was like what just happened with CM Punk's title. When a champion got a title, it was a huge deal. They were a champion for a long time. There's a champion. There's one, yeah, a champion. Every title defense mattered. And when they lost that belt, it was a big deal. And I think a lot of these fans that got so upset about this title change were just not used to that, like, old principle of how wrestling always used to work. And it's like, yeah, this is you. They used to be able to get you to care this much about the belt. Yeah. Meanwhile, the the other secondary belt, and that just completely got glossed over. Mm-hmm. Like it's Sheamus or Alberto Del Rio or Big Show. And it's like, yeah, th- that's great. Bigger IC title. Like who gives a shit? They cared about the WWE belt. Yeah, those belts were huge. The Intercontinental Title belt, like in the eighties, was like Randy Savage was the champion for years, yeah. like a long time. But when he lost to um, Ricky Dragon Steamboat, that was huge. Honky Tonk Man. When Honky Tonk Man won, that was huge. When Ultimate Warrior beat Honky Tonk Man in like 10 seconds or whatever at that SummerSlam in the late 80s, that made him. That was it. That was like, just because of that one win, it was like, oh, this dude is the next huge star. That's how they built him to be the world champion. And I feel I feel that's what's going to carry for a little bit, too, with the weird, like, oh, well, Rock won it. And it's like, well, yeah, then if Cena wins it, then he's that legit guy. And then the next guy that beats Cena is that as well. Like, yeah. It, it carries over. Yeah. Hopefully they'll, hopefully they'll learn from how over that thing got with Punk and start doing longer title reigns across the board. TNA always did a pretty decent job with their champions where yeah. they're not changing the belt every every three shows but wwe gets so impatient with it they've lost all the equity that you build up in the belts the belts used to be over the belts used to be a draw the belt itself would sell tickets and that hasn't been the case in the last 15 years
but it could be again. And they could sell belts and uh, to you f- listeners out there and hey, send them to Mark. Look, if you send wherever. me a replica belt, I promise I will hold that belt for at least 454 <laughs> days of my title reign. If they sent as you a replica champion, if they sent you enough belts, would you make a suit of armor out of them? Absolutely. <laughs> and I will wear it to WrestleMania. <laughs> it's time for jerk treats. Every week, go to twitter.com slash curtain jerks and send us your hashtag jerk tweets. First one we got here is from Valbert87 saying, is there any way to put in a phone call to Dixie Carter? I've missed some impact action. Oh, yeah, we can call Dixie. I mean, I, I've got a connection. You you do? Yeah, yeah, We yeah. lost her number. Oh, yeah. Remember, we we, we I used to always get her on the show before. Oh, well, we didn't put her in the Rolodex. Here, here here's her number. All right, well, I'm dialing it right now. Normally, Steve does this. I don't like to do the tech <laughs> stuff, but uh, so we'll call her up right now. That's ringing. Hello? Hello? Dixie? Dixie ha, Carter? Ha. <laughs> oh, that phone was ringing for so long. Oh, well, hey, it's Curtain Jerks, uh, uh, Scott. Hi, Curtain Jerk. Well, hello. How are you? Uh, you seem to be a little, uh... Yeah. Oh, I'll just relax and I'll hear on my porch. Oh, okay. Is it a nice, warm Florida day? Ooh, it gets so hot out here sometimes. <laughs> so I just have some... Oh, Long Island iced teas to cool me off, curtain jerk. <laughs> How many uh, Long Island iced teas have you had today? Just about three or four oh. hundred. <laughs> oh, stop it. Stop it, curtain jerk. Yeah, You're I, ridiculous. We didn't do it. You I'm did. a lady. <laughs> well, uh, we've had Ooh. some fans Ooh. wondering. Ooh, it's so hot out here for a southern bell like me. I can't stand all this humidity, curtain jerks. I'm sure it's tough. I'm sure it's also tough to have aces and eights running amok in your company. Oh, those aces and eights are terrible. It keeps getting worse and worse. A biker gang running in and beating everybody up. I certainly never saw any biker gangs in my neighborhood when I grew up. And if I saw them coming, I'd have crossed the street and turned my back, curtain jerks. You would have crossed the street and turned your back? In a huff. (laughs) In a huff? That's right. Curtain jerks, weren't you supposed to send me some of those little pills I like so much? Uh, well, actually, we, we tried to, but our, our new correspondent, Jeff Hardy, uh, was supposed to mail those, and I yeah, fear that he didn't. Those little magic pills. Oh, are we <laughs> on the cell phone? Let's just call him Aspirin. <laughs> okay, we'll call him Aspirin. But I really mean Xanax and Vicodin. <laughs> All right, well, well, we'll bleep that out. We probably won't bleep that out. We'll, we'll just call him Aspirin. Well, what do you? What's your plan? Are you worried about aces and eights? What if they get, try to kidnap you or something, hold oh, you hostage? What if they did? What if the ace and eights kidnapped me and took me to their secret headquarters? It's not really secret. Everybody knows where it is. They film back there. And they put me in a cage like they put Joseph Park, and they tied me up. And those big burly men took their turns having their way with me. That would be... Oh, that would be, um... Horrible? 
Why did you say that as a question? You said you you said that as a question. You know, I just miss Serge. I haven't seen him in so long. Uh, uh, where's Serge at these days? Well, you know, Serge was named after the short-lived cola produced by the Coca-Cola company. That's what he's named Serge after? Serge Cola. It was a competitor to Mountain Dew very briefly in the late 90s. Okay. He was named after that. I, well, I didn't know that. That's what it was named after. So Serge is gone from your life currently. That's right. I mean, I just haven't seen... Sometimes he'll disappear for a few days... Mm-hmm. And then he just comes back, and I don't know where he's been. And he'll say, I was just recording new theme music for the TNA superstars. <laughs> and I said, Serge, that takes four days straight, and you didn't call a ride. And he just says, I'm an artist, and it's my oh. process. Well, have you thought about perhaps another man in your life? Oh, yes, I have. Some, uh, about someone it. else maybe named after a soda? I mean, I shouldn't admit it. Don't tell anyone about this curtain jerk i can't don't promise. tell him that i thought about another man don't tell Serge especially but sometimes i miss sometimes i miss jeff jarrett jeff jarrett mm-hmm. you miss jeff jarrett i miss him i mean he ran off with that slutty karen angle <laughs> well karen jarrett now oh don't even don't rub it in my face Face. I didn't. Nah, I didn't mean to rub it in your face. Do you have any uppers or anything <laughs> you can? Because I feel like I'm gonna pass out or fall asleep or might accidentally fall in the <laughs> pool and there's no one here to get me out. Oh, don't do that because that turned out really bad for William Shatner. Don't don't fall in the pool. The star of Star Trek movies. <laughs> yes, the star of Star Trek movies. Look, I don't oh. have any pills. Steve's not here this week, so I don't. I don't. Uh oh. Oh no, she fell asleep. I look, I'm I, listeners. I'm just gonna hang up, and hopefully we'll talk to Dixie again sometime oh, soon. Oh no, don't oh. go, curtain jerk. Oh, you can hear very well in your sleep. I was having a dream about J E double F J A double R C all right, I'm gonna hang up. This is getting all practically erotic, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up. So th- thank you so much for your time, Dixie. Click. Mm. Wow, she is a handful. Can I jump back on now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jump back on. Thank you. Um, Good job interviewing her. Oh, I try. Yeah. It's uh, you know, it's 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 a tough job. She's under a lot of stress, you know, being the number two promotion. You got to compete with WWE's big production values and everything. I think she's under a lot of pressure. How can you not be? How can you not be? It's I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want that job. I wouldn't want that job. I have to deal with Hulk Hogan every day. <laughs> That'd be terrible. <laughs> every single something where all these weird scandals. One day he's gonna kill himself. The next day he's rubbing lotion on his daughter's thighs. The next day he's got a sex tape out with his best friend's wife. Who wants to deal with all that? Not me. Not me. Uh, Plus you got to make him the centerpiece <laughs> of every show, even though he's an Im- immobile sixty-year-old. <laughs> Chris Bickley five says X-Pac tore himself a new one yeah. parentheses his ass uh-huh. <laughs> at an indie show during uh, doing the Bronco Buster. Is there a worse injury you could have? And do you think Kelly Kelly has ever done this? I, I, and uh, <laughs> he says, good to see you back, Mark. But you are no Phil Ranta winky smiley face <laughs> look i know first of all i know that i'm no phil ranta no you shouldn't be no your head should be a normal size as it is 
And uh, I think that tearing your anus open is bad. I would rather do that than tear my ball sack open during a match. Oh, that'd be terrible. You know what I mean? Like, that's a worse injury. Yeah. You don't want to have one of your nuts fall out in the middle of the ring. No, I wouldn't want to have one of my nuts fall out. No. I wouldn't want to uh, to have anything inserted into my ass that I wouldn't be able to remove. Yeah, that would be terrible, too. Like, if somebody, like Mr. Fuji's cane, oh. if there's some mishap during a... Something worse for you. Uh, Jim Cornette's tennis racket. Oh, man. You know, something happened where you're supposed to do a spot and somebody slipped and fall, fell in, your, in Jim Cornette's tennis racket with no lube was yeah. forced into your dry anus. That would really suck. And the handle part is the part that's sticking out. Yeah. The, the, like the bulk of the racket went in. <laughs> right. And the worst part is he's going <laughs> to yell at you. Yep. <laughs> no matter what, it's going to be your fault. Yeah, it's going to be your fault. He's he... probably going to beat you with a golf club. Yeah, he's going to berate you, make you feel bad. <laughs> you know, I, I'd hate that. That's Jim Cornetti. He, he might have a temper. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he might have a temper. Jacko1502197 says, we have a program in the UK called 101, which you can put three things in never to be seen again. What three things would you pick? So this is like some sort what? of, it's some sort of like a closet or some sort of void where it just you choose three things mm. and they go away forever. Oh God! So I would say Chuck Palumbo. <laughs> is he around still? Somebody put him in there already. Uh, well, I hope so because I put him in there. <laughs> He's in there already. Okay. Some days I'm I feel like that about Randy Orton. Like I might, I'm, I might want to shove him in that closet. The, this close the door. This Not, new Randy Orton, I don't care for the brash, egotistical asshole Orton that was of old. Yeah, I'm just bored with that dude. Yeah, he's. It's not. You think he's going to turn at WrestleMania? Yeah, I think he'll turn. Okay. And I think if he turned at WrestleMania, that'd be good. Um, it'd be good to have a big angle like that at WrestleMania. It would. They have about. Yeah, I was looking at the card this morning. They have about eighty-five matches lined up for the show. By the way, I don't know how the hell they're doing all this in four. I guess they're going to do an hour-long pre-internet pre-show. Okay, but still, even for five hours, it's it's a it's Is a, it a five-hour show now. Well, if with the hour-long pre-show, Jesus. it would be. But because they don't have the big money in the bank match or the twelve-man tag, you know, stuff like that this year, so right. it's just a card. And it's a big ass card, but um, so a bunch of wrestling matches at WrestleMania. I, I um, I don't know if I care for that. I would put uh, Josh Matthews in that one hundred and one. You know, he's not bad, but Jim Ross still exists in the world. And as long as Jim Ross exists in the world, I want a Jim Ross commentating on my SmackDown show. I feared that Josh Matthews uh, has a fear of emotion mm -hmm. and chooses not to use any of them while broadcasting. Mm -hmm. I <laughs> <laughs> so you think he he has them? He's like a Vulcan almost. It's like he has the emotions. He, has he just he can't he can't tap into them. He just is unwilling to access them. To just use logic all of the yeah. time. I would probably put um, I would probably put the Marine franchise in that uh, in that one hundred one box too. We have Classic. been asking our listeners. <laughs> no one, no one has said any positive <laughs> remarks about the Marine Three. You guys got to watch that and review it on the show. We want to do a Marinathon <laughs> and watch all three of them. Oh, no. Are you sure about this? I am sure about one and two. Three, I dread. I, I really don't want to do it. One wasn't bad. I saw one. Okay. One was the John Cena one, right? Yes. One was fine. It's a perfectly fine movie. Huge drop off to Ted DiBiase. <laughs> and not the good one. Poor Ted DiBiase. You know, he does the caveman diet. Speaking of the caveman diet. He does? He does for real, yeah. I didn't know that. He does the caveman diet. 
Brian Spoon 79 says now bully has been revealed as the leader of aces and eights. Is it enough to save what's been a lackluster group? No, listen. Okay. Here's the deal with aces and eights. Kevin Nash. With any, I don't care what storytelling you do or what television show you're writing for theater, film, TV, whatever. We have to know why the characters are motivated to do the things they do. And the main problem with this Aces and Eights group is we do not know why and have never known why they are doing the things that they do. We have no idea what their motivation is. They're just randoms who like to show up and beat people up every week, and we don't know what their goals are, and we don't know what they want. To wear super cool vests. And drink beer. <laughs> well, then they've achieved their goals. I think they have. <laughs> I think it. I think it helps to put Bully Ray at the top. My preference would just be to end this storyline. Really? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Move on. What about if you had Kevin Nash to it? Oh God, no! <laughs> Keep Kevin Nash away. We could throw him in the one hundred and one <laughs> box too. I've had a, I've had enough of Kevin Nash for this of uh, in this lifetime. Really? Yeah, I'm good with that. You're guy. done with Nash. Yeah. I, don't, I like Aces and I like I like that it's the outside faction. I like that they go. I, I enjoy it. I think it works. But what do you? It doesn't bother you that you have no idea what they're doing. Like with the NWO, we knew what they were trying to do. They're like, we're taking over. We're we're the invaders from the other promotion. We're taking over this promotion and starting a new world organization. Right? Like mm-hmm. that's what they were going to do. We knew what their motivation is. With the Shield, at least we have something. They have like this. We, it's not really well greatly defined either, but like right. we get they gave us something. They're like, we have this sense of justice and the people who don't fit into our justice, you know, we're eliminating. With aces and eights, it doesn't bother you. We don't know who the hell these guys are, what they're doing. They're unmasked, Mark. Well, I know now we know who they and are. Every single one of them are. Uh, <laughs> now we know who they are. One last one here uh, from Second City, L.A. Could you ask Mark why he always wears a rubber band on his wrist? Hashtag <laughs> What bad habit are you stopping? Oh, my God. No, I will reveal why I always wear a rubber band on my wrist. Because my um, when I when I, we used to be little kids, we walk around. This is going to be sentimental, Narver, so get okay, ready. I'm ready. I mean, if you can't handle a little sentimentality, I just want to warn you to bail out right now. Oh, I'll, I'll handle it. I cried earlier when you said we're not friends. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we, uh, I mean, we're at least good acquaintances. Oh, Christ's sakes. We're at least good acquaintances. When I was a little kid, um, you know, we, we would go on walks with my with our grandmother, my sister and I. Okay. And she was, anytime she saw rubber bands on the ground, she would pick them up, she'd collect them. Okay. And she'd put them on her wrist, and then she'd have all these rubber bands. So I do the same thing. Whenever I run, see a rubber band anywhere on the ground, I pick it up, I put it on my wrist to remember my grandmother and my grandparents. And I, and I wear it until it falls off. Oh, that's very sweet. Mm-hmm. You didn't think that was coming, did you? No, Second you City, that side Second City L.A. must have mm-hmm. thought something terrible, like you were a heroin addict. Yeah, I what? hope you feel bad about yourself, Second City L.A. Why would they assume that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark, you chose 1989. Yeah. Oh yeah. Whoa! I have here the WWF magazine from 1989. Wow! With demolition on the cover. This is incredible. Let's see. Let's uh, let's open it up and find something of interest here. Oh my god, this is so cool. Can I read some of the headlines on the front? Absolutely. Demolition facing a new future without manager Fuji. Oh. Elizabeth, can her loyalty stay undivided between Hogan and Savage? Ah. Hart and Neidhart on separate missions. Whoa. Big John Stud back 
bigger than ever. Oh, okay. I, would, I was surprised it's not Big John Stud dead. And then Martell returns, an incredible story. Now, I remember last time you looked at the cover of one of these magazines and you're like, all these guys are alive. And then you went, oh, no, half of them are dead. <laughs> Which I guess says something about me. Um, should I flip to a random page? Yeah, let's find something, uh, see if there's something that strikes your fancy. Well, I think there. I just passed a quiz. Oh, there's a the WWF quizzes, trivia quiz. The in quizzes here. are always, uh, they're, they're always fun. Should we do this quiz? Yeah, let's do the quiz. Okay. Animals. Question number one. What stuffed animal dressed like Hulk Hogan is now advertised for sale in WWF magazine? Teddy bear. <laughs> this quiz is just trying to get you to buy stuff. You're right. It's the teddy bear. Yes. Uh, how about a question from odds and ends? Yes. All right. Let's okay. Do um, Steve, at home, you can answer too. Uh, Steve Lombardi recently criticized WWF magazine for failing to use his picture where? Failing to use his picture where? Mm -hmm. I'm going to say in the magazine. On the cover was the correct answer. Wow. On the cover. I'd be curious to know if Steve Lombardi ever made any cover of any WWF magazine ever. Oh, I doubt it. I would doubt maybe. it, too. Maybe he did, though. If but you, I doubt listeners, it. if you know of one, please uh, tweet, tweet us the pick. Maybe they gave him one when he, when he, had that, when he became the Brooklyn Brawler. You think that? And they tried to push him for like two seconds. Do you think Red Rooster ever got a cover? I think Red Rooster did get a cover. Really? I swear to God, I think I remember him on the cover of WWF Magazine. Wow. Yep. That is one issue I do not have, thankfully. They had a legendary feud, of course. The, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Legendary. Brooklyn Brawler and the Red Rooster. Uh, how about this under the category of foreign objects? Okay. With what object did Ted DiBiase strike Hercules shortly after purchasing him from Bobby Heenan? Why did Ted DiBiase strike with Hercules? I don't know this offhand, so I'm going to take a guess. Mm -hmm. I am going to. I think the chain is too obvious. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not going to say the chain. I am going to say a briefcase full of money. I didn't look at the answer yet, and I think it was the chain. It was the chain. I think it was. Let me see. How can he be that oh, strong to carry his chain? That's only his Hercules chain. Right. An attache case full of cash is the answer. Wow. You were right. I was right. How did you know that? I just assumed, like, what would be... He can't hit him with, the, <laughs> like, the $100 bills that Virgil's holding. Like, that's not going to do anything. Yeah. So it had to be something, like, uh, using logic. What what would Million Dollar have that would be heavy and uh, dangerous? Here's a whole category about the Rougeos. Ooh, I love the Rougeos. This is one question from there. Whom did the Rougeos face at SummerSlam 88? Is it multiple choice? No. Shit. I'm going to guess Heart Foundation. I'm going to guess Strike Force. Oh, that's a good guess. British Bulldogs were both wrong. Ooh. We're both wrong. They're dead. Uh, no. <laughs> they're not both dead. Well, they should. One, they're, like a, they're like one and a half dead. The good-natured guy is dead, and the bastard's alive. He's like half alive. <laughs> uh, okay, last category is numbers. Okay. Uh, let's see here. What? I don't even know what this means, so I'll read this one. Okay. Jesse Ventura recently told WWF Magazine that Emily Hotbody hasn't had a date in this many years. Emily Hotbody? That's what it says. I don't know what that is. Two years. <laughs> Three. Three. Wait, 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 wait. Emily Hotbody hasn't. 
No, 20 is the answer. 20? I read the wrong answer. 20 ants. With a name like Hotbody? Who is Emily Hotbody? I don't know. I don't know either. We'll have to Google this and find this out. Yeah. This was the March 1989 uh, Demolition Magazine. Wow, this is awesome. So we're, cool. We're going to be uh, perusing through this uh, post-show. Mm-hmm. And, and to, to wrap up here. Uh, wrap up? Yeah. I thought we were going about four or five hours today. Well, you know, we'll, we'll just section it off. I'm just warming up. <laughs> Well, uh, the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2013 sounds like it's been pretty well decided. Um, Mm. But I was wanting to talk to Andre the Giant. Oh, yeah. He's dead, though. Does that really matter? Mm. No. We have so many connections on this show. Like, we can talk to pretty much anybody at all times. So I I figured we we get the Ouija board. Yeah. Oh, yes. Great. We'll summon him. Yeah, we should summon him. Because this is a big Hall of Fame this year. Do not move your hands, Mark. What? Don't push it. No, like, I won't. We'll let it happen naturally. Just let it happen. All the windows are shut and the candles are lit. <laughs> I'll just relax and let it happen. So, we'll, yeah, it's a big class, and we'll. I, I want to ask Andre about it, mm-hmm. like all these, all these, uh, all these guys in there, and get his thoughts. Okay, great. So, okay. Let's do it. Andre the Giant, are you here with us? Are you here, Andre? Uh, no the answer. The curse is moving. The curse is moving. You're not moving your hands, right? Andre, is that you? No, I'm the WWF champion. <laughs> Andre, it's 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 good to talk to you. No, the dread pirate Roberts <laughs> is coming for your soul. We'll look out for it. Andre, we're we're curious. You're the first Hall of Famer in the uh, WWE. Uh, Hall of Fame giant, Grenoble France. Yes, you've you've mentioned your status <laughs> and where you're from. We want to know. Uh, Bruno San Martino is going uh, to the Hall of Fame. Oh, Bruno, good wrestler. Yeah. Italian World War Two. <laughs> Uh, do you Nazis? <laughs> He's being inducted by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh no! <laughs> Is that bad? No, don't trust the Nazi Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger is a Nazi. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know this. We. Oh, thank you for speaking French for our French listeners out there. All right, well, that's some uh, Trish Stratus. Yeah, Trish Stratus. Do you like her? Very beautiful, fake, beautiful woman. Fake, beautiful (laughs) woman. She's Canadian. Oh, hey, hey. (laughs) Andre would make beautiful love to Trish Stratus fitness model. (laughs) Is that right? Yeah. Do you do her yoga? Andre does DDP yoga. You do DDP yoga. Andre is so limber in heaven. I, well, that must be great. That, that's got to be really nice. Uh, Bob Backlund. Oh, who? Bob, Bob Backlund. Who has Bob Backlund? Kind of looks like a really buff Ron Howard. Oh, yeah. He was WWWWF champion uh-huh. for six years. I, I, that's probably right. Yeah. Uh, Any? Do you? Are you no, happy? No, I him? don't remember him. You don't remember. No. Him? Okay. No. Uh, no. Nope. 
Booker T. Oh! Booker T going to the Hall of Fame. Five time, five time, five time, five time, five time champion. Yeah. Booker T. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You have to have one black guy every year. <laughs> Is that right? You yeah. Have to, you, well, in your year, you were the only guy. I have was you the swallowed only, a black Because I am giant size Hall of Fame, Andre. Is whole Hall of Fame. Can I make a Can I make a judgment call on this uh, one? No. No? <laughs> I was going to say it's because you probably got a black guy's dick. Well, ah, uh, well, uh, Okay. <laughs> All right, Mick Foley. Mick Foley, mm-hmm. stuntman, <laughs> bullshit, Andre, bullshit. You don't like it. You don't no, like it. You can say the stuntman. No, stuntman, fall off cage. Fall- <laughs> I think he jumped. Fall off cage. Oh, well, he did. Learn to too. wrestle. Learn- <laughs> He's being inducted <laughs> by Terry Funk. <laughs> oh, Terry Funk. Yeah, Andre drink uh, many beers with Terry Funk, Funk Brothers, Funk mm-hmm. you. Okay. Yeah, so good. T- that, that's a Terry good Funk in Hall of Fame, Mick Foley. No. No, you no, say no, you no, disapprove. No, well, here's the last one. He goes into the celebrity wing. Oh, Donald what Trump. is the celebrity wing? It's like Bob Euchre. Remember the man Ooh. that you... you oh, yeah. You he choked? introduced me. I choke him. Yeah. He introduced Andre. He's he a, said, Andre, <laughs> the giant. He did. It's, yeah, that's yeah, a really yeah. good impression of Bob Euchre. Yeah. As, as he, Mr. Baseball. <laughs> Yes. yes, the baseball well, is coming for your soul. <laughs> Bob Euchre is not a wrestler. He's a celebrity. Nah. So he won the celebrity ring. So this celebrity this nah. year, Donald Trump. Oh, Donald Trump. Trump Plaza, mm-hmm. Andre, WrestleMania, WWW's champion. Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> I think we all want a peanut. Yeah. Andre, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Is there anyone that you would add to the Hall of Fame this year? Yeah. Uh, Andre would add old friend Pat Patterson to a Hall of Fame. Pat Patterson. We see you play. Because <laughs> you guys are French. We, 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 monsieur. Andre, we're going we're gonna to blow out these candles. Ha! Ah! So uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. <laughs> so this purple smoke in the room. Whoa! <laughs> All right. Wow, that was a trip. That stuff freaks you out, right? What happened? I passed out. You passed out. Yeah. I don't know, but you woke up with a copy of the craft on VHS on your chest. <laughs> weird. Super weird. Yeah. Mark, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. What? I. We just got started. We what? Hey, that these shows go quick. What can I say? Can I apologize for something, though, Scott? What? I think we really are friends. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you, Mark. That's very nice of you to say. <laughs> Mark, it's been a pleasure having you back on the show. I hope it happens again sometime soon. Me too. Uh, of course, plugs. You're throwing a WrestleMania party. I am having a WrestleMania party at my everyone's house. Everyone's invited. Sixty nine ninety five for WrestleMania at my house. Yeah, everyone's invited. Mm-hmm. Uh, bring your favorite wrestler and replica belt for Mark to wear. Well, admission is a a rec- replica belt. Yes, and not the cheap kind, not the ones you get at Toys R Us. I mean, the real replica belt, the real, real thing, not mm-hmm. the ones that light up. The real, real deal. Yep. So, uh, 
Mark, I, I hope we have you on here again. It's been a blast. Uh, so uh, Steve couldn't be here this week. He's shooting a movie, so hopefully we hear about that all next week. And our ramp up to WrestleMania about the card and everything that's going to happen. Match you're looking forward to most, Mark. Mm, I guess the Punk Taker match. Uh, I, I'm interested in the Brock uh, Triple H match too, especially because it's no rules, no holes barred. Oh, you're a sucker. Fandango and Jericho all the way. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that one. That one I thought had great build last week on Raw. It did. It the did. crowd went fucking crazy. They suddenly just got real aggressive and it worked. Yeah. There's two guys that are going to be debuting at WrestleMania. How mm. crazy is that? Who's Fandango other? and Biggie Langston. Oh, yeah. That's his first WWE, official WWE yeah. match as he was part of NXT. But Yes, yes, but yeah. nobody watched that. No. Good. Get the new talent over. Get the new talent over. Mm-hmm. So... This has been exciting. We're going to be checking out the WWF March 1989 magazine. And uh, for Curtain Jerks, I'm Scott Narver. I'm Mark Rosecca. Enjoy your wrestling, kids. Scott, what a great show today. One of the best. Always the best. Great bests. If you want to get interactive with Curtain Jerks, which I know you do, Steve. I, absolutely. That would be another great best thing to do. Go to Facebook.com slash Curtain Jerks. Hey, that's a great place to see photos of you with wrestlers and interact with stupid. us. I look stupid. Hey, you look pretty classy. But yeah, get interactive with us. You can talk with us on there. We post matches, photos, videos, all kinds of stuff. Is there another way we can interact with our fans? We can. We can interact with all these jerks at Twitter. Twitter.com slash Curtain Jerks. What a great Twitter handle. We tweet all the time. We, we tweet at breakfast. Tweets. We do live tweets of shows, live tweets of live events. I should wake up for breakfast. Yeah, you should. You could tweet it. And of course, listening to Curtain Jerks is massively important listen to curtain jerks on comedypodcastnetwork.com stitcher radio and itunes all free rate and review us on itunes makes oh, a big difference that's to us. huge yes yeah, huge fantastic. makes us a global phenomenon you have received this transmission from the comedy podcast network For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.